Is Amen. he a reference? Just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say anything because my skin color is different. If I say something, I'm going to get in trouble. So I'll just say amen and let that <laughs> let that keep rolling. All right, welcome back to the From Field to Play podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to bring to you one of my absolute favorite products. And I say favorite products because it really is. And that's why I'm going to talk to these guys. And not only has the product become one of my favorites, but... The brothers uh, have also become some of my good friends and favorites here in California, which sadly it's a California-based company, but I'm California-based as well, so I deal with what I deal with. And, you know, we all know that California sucks, so we can just get that off, off of uh, out of the way right now. <laughs> but I want to introduce you to the brothers. I'll let you introduce each other um, and kind of your company before we kind of get into it because I think you guys do it best. Um, well, I'm, I'm Mike. And I'm Mac. Little and Mac. The, yeah, and we're the Jones Brothers. We actually uh, make covers and uh, tarps for pickup trucks, but we also make covers for a multitude of other things, not just pickup trucks. We do hanger doors. We do patio furniture. We do barbecue covers, which I think we owe you a barbecue cover, too. Yeah, I got a couple Traegers upstairs that need a fun cover, so. Yeah, I think a fun cover. Yeah, fun cover. I think you put just pictures of it, you guys on the front of it. So every time I, go to grow, <laughs> I lift it up and see your guys' ugly mugs sitting there. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure your family will really love that one. <laughs> oh, my wife would be like, "Oh, who are those two really attractive dark men on the patio color?" Yeah, then <laughs> that's what they, they, at some point we're just gonna look creepy. Are those the barbecue guys? Yeah. <laughs> are, are those, hey, but those maybe, must be the, yeah, maybe those won't must be get the stolen. Trigger, guys. Yeah, yeah, maybe won't get stolen. These guys are like, ah, we can't steal those. Those guys look like they'll beat us up. There's a picture of me in there. They're like, yeah, we'll steal that right away. But when when you guys say truck covers, a lot of people are thinking, you know, tonneau covers, that kind of stuff. But you guys actually have kind of a unique niche and a u- unique market. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, what the heck is this? And like, how does it work? And I was actually going hunting. Like I was literally going on a hunting trip, driving my truck. And I stopped and met you guys in Palm Springs where you guys are at. And, you know, we instantly hit it off and we, we threw one of the tarps on my truck. I think it was two years ago. And yeah. I have, I'm probably one of the only people that you know that have worn through their tarp. Um, We've no, yeah, you're, you're one of three that have worn through their tarps that they're like, yeah, can you send us another one? And it's not, <laughs> and it's not wearing through it because the product is, you know, deteriorating because it's just not good quality. It's because I'm literally using it for everything. I mean, I have that tarp has driven all the way to, you know, Florida with me on the back of it, keeping my stuff kind of in there. I mean, I've even showed you guys pictures of where I've got stuff stacked above my cab and I'm using that, that tarp. And so kind of explain to you, kind of explain what the tarp is and why it's different uh, to people that are out there uh, in a second. But there's a couple questions that I'm going to ask every single guest when they come on. So you guys can feel free to answer these, feel free to not answer them. I really don't care. Um, You can make up an answer. That's fine too, uh, if you feel like you don't want to. But the first one that I'm going to start off uh, asking you is, what is your absolute favorite meal? It can be a place. It can be mama made you some greens. But, like, what is your favorite meal? Like, if you were on your deathbed, like, this is my meal. This is what i got to have. What would that be? Oh, God. Steak. Any steak? Any flavor? Steak, seasoned well, medium rare, and asparagus. What else? So now when you're saying season well, like what is your go-to seasoning? Like just S&P or are you doing like? Yeah, S&P, baby. S&P on a good steak. Um, See, and I, I'm a big, I'm a big Montreal. Really? I, and, and I know it's, yeah, I know it's just kind of like a can, a can flavoring, but I'm like, I love that. It's, it's crusty. It, you know, it's, it's nice. And some crab legs. Mm, I could tear yeah. up some crab legs. Yeah, it was. It depends on the market price <laughs> nowadays. So during during COVID, my father in law usually always takes us out to dinner. He's always like, "Okay, I'll take you guys out to dinner." But they were older, as you know, like your dad, and they didn't want to go out during COVID. And so he uh, he goes, "Hey, why don't you and your wife go out? Here's my credit card. Go wherever you want." And so we went to a place in California. We have, it's called Market Broiler. You guys have probably heard of it or been there. Yeah. Um, if you're not from California, it's a 
it's fresh seafood, but it's kind of pricier fresh seafood. And so we went there. And my wife's like, just get whatever you want. And I'm like, no, I feel bad. Your dad's paying. Like, I'll just get, you know, a halibut steak or something like that. And the lady comes out and goes, for today, today only, we just flew in crab legs. She's like, do you want me to tell you the market price? I'm like, nope, I have a credit card. Don't worry about it. Bring me a platter. <laughs> and that platter came out, and I sat there like a like a seal, right? I had it on my chest like an otter cracking open, <laughs> eating at my wife's. Like, you enjoying those? I'm like, I'm enjoying it. And then, like, the the bill came, and I was like, ah, oh, crap. But I paid for it, and he didn't care. He's like, you should have spent more. And I'm like, dude, I spent $100 on freaking crab legs. I thought that was enough. But, yes, I am right there. I, I Seafood, but crab legs, snow crab legs are just – yeah. King, yeah. king crab are great, but that snow crab, I think, is the best for me. Yeah. And for, for me, I would say scallops, fresh scallops. I can eat uh, – I, I can literally eat fresh scallops all day long, all day, every day. With bacon. No bacon. No bacon. Like bacon-wrapped no bacon. scallops? No bacon-wrapped scallops. No bacon. <laughs> just scallops with just some, uh, some olive oil, um, some butter in the pan, nice high heat, like – you know, 45 seconds on each side and then squeeze just some kosher salt, fresh cracked pepper and some lime juice right on top. You're going for the lime, not the lemon, huh? Absolutely. Lemon just ruins it. Lime brings out, lime makes them so much sweeter. Is that part of your Mexican heritage there? That's part of the Mexican part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mexican lime. It's a Mexican (laughs) lime too. (laughs) I remember we were, I was down in Florida fishing and we were diving for fresh scallops, right? And so those are like flying away from you because they, you know, swim backwards of the shell and then popping those open. And we came back in the boat and there was this, this old, this little old black man sitting on the docks and he has a little restaurant right when you, right at the end of the dock. And the guy was like, Hey, we're going to go in, whatever we bring, this guy's going to cook us. Like, it's just his deal. He sits there and waits for someone to come in and then charges you like 20 bucks a plate. And so we bring all these scallops, man, and there's probably the best scallops I've ever had in my entire life because it was oh, yeah. we had caught them, he had cleaned them, and he cooked them the way he wanted to cook them. And it was like, I mean, I think I probably ate 50 of them just in a yeah. setting. Like just, I was like, dang, we got to go out and get more because we were going to do a party for people. We had, so we, the next morning we get up, we go dives. For, I mean, they're easy. You go to these beds where there's 500 of them and you're just trying to catch them and throw them into yeah. your, you know. <laughs> Into your like little hungry, sack, hungry you know, hippo. Yeah, it's, it's like, like oh, underwater hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next question is, what is an insult you've received, but you've been the most proud of? Because I get insulted a lot, and a lot of them make me really proud. Like, you know what? I'm going to own up to that. And it's like, it doesn't define me, but it actually does. And I'm, I'm proud of that insult. So it's kind of a deep question, but I like, I like kind of some of the answers I've been getting. Like Family Feud Pass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get insulted um, at all. I, Let me yeah, think. You know what? I, I'll say for me, <clears throat> I'll say for me, because, you know, our, our family deals with stuff a lot differently than most. Um, we deal a lot. You know, I, I mean, it, it, families deal with stuff differently. Everybody's different. But our family is extraordinary because we deal with stuff a lot with humor. And, you know, I've, I've had friends tell me, I can't tell you anything personal because you don't understand. You make a joke out of it. And it's not that I take it personal, but there's got to be a light side to everything. And I've had friends not tell me stuff because they don't want me to be, be happy when they're sad. Right. So right. I think that one of the things, you know, for me, especially, um, you know, when I, I'm, I'm a little bit unfiltered, you know, so I, yeah, <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, for me, it's, it's been a lot of like, you don't understand that you don't get me, you know, I've had trial, I've had trials and tribulations, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, we all move forward, you know, and, you know, I choose to be a lot happier, you know, and a lot more positive when, you know, when, when trouble arises, I I think that's pretty much like my big thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm the same exact way as you. Same way. It's kind of that that mentality that I have. Where all, if something's going bad or I'm nervous, I'll tend to try to lighten it up by crack a joke. People are like this is a serious time. I'm like, but is it really? Like, yeah. you know, not really, not really. Well, and I'll say you're lucky that your grandma hate you. We used to get the we used to get the hanger. We used to get the chancla. 
Oh, dude, yeah, uh, sandal across oh, the yeah. face. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> precision, precision. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm just thinking about it. I was uh, I was cooking one time at this ranch, and there was this little Hispanic lady who they had brought over from Mexico to do like cooking and cleaning type stuff, and we're sitting in the kitchen, and one of the guys I had at my classes reached over to grab a tortilla that she hadn't like finished yet. And I remember from like across the room, this sandal just like a freaking boomerang. She doesn't know this guy. He paid to come to one of my classes and he gets a freaking sandal to the side of the face. And she's like, no tortilla. And this guy was like, what just happened? We're like, well, you touched her tortillas. And he's like, but he like kind of just like backs away, sits down. And I'm like, I was like, well, it'll teach you to touch someone else's tortillas, won't it, bud? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, I, I actually just watched something uh, the other day. It was the, this uh, chancla throwing professional, and he threw this chancla, and he actually hit a guy in a wheelchair. And all you hear is the whole crowd go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to explain to everybody what a chancla is in case they don't know what a chancla is. A chunk is a sandal. Word for a sandal. Yeah, yeah, a sandal or um, like a flip walking, flop. like a like a flip flop or like a walking shoe. Like you sometimes they'll put their foot in that little slipper. Anything that they can slide their foot in and slide out real quick to smack you with. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> is what a chunk is. But all right, well we'll we'll let uh, we'll let Junior get off on answering that question because apparently being attractive and good looking, he doesn't get insulted ever. Yeah, um, in his nice white shirt. So if, yeah. if if anybody watches this video for somehow put it up, you can see just how attractive um, he is and how jealous uh, me and Mike are at his yeah. beauty. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the younger one with the mustache, and he still looks younger than I do. Yeah, well, he can't grow hair. Like, he can't grow hair like I can't grow hair. So you got, <laughs> got us both on that one. So all right, well, let's get back into this quick tarp and kind of tell the story. I mean, I've heard the story about your pops, um, you know, driving down the freeway and trying to help friends move, but kind of explain where quick tarp started and kind of where it, where it is now and kind of where it's going in the future and, you know, take turns or, or just let Mike talk. I really, I really don't care. Yeah. But kind of like tell the story about yeah. where it started, you know? Yeah. So uh, quick tarp started, uh, what it's been about 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, on a trip coming back from uh, Montana and trying to keep our gear covered in the back with the pickup truck. And if anybody's ever had a tarp on the back of a truck, you know, you're constantly looking back to make sure the tarp's fine, um, constantly getting out to make sure that the straps are tight or your ropes are tight. It seems whatever you do on a tarp, once it gets in the wind, all the tightness that you put on there just goes out of the way. It's, all of a sudden, what was tight is not tight anymore. And, you know, we just thought there has to be a better way to cover things. And, you know, we were sitting around after we got back talking about it and we said you know we gotta make something there's got to be something so we kind of looked around and nothing and uh we said you know what Let, let's make one right now and uh my dad said well you know, let's maybe just kind of do it next week and i said no no we'll just do it right now yeah but you but you're leaving out the part where you guys were drinking and you guys are like you know what <laughs> yeah Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, we're sitting around drinking. So, and so we actually hand sewed the first one uh, with some uh, fishing braid <laughs> and, and a tarp. And we put it together and we, you know, test drove it on the freeway. And actually, if, if anybody knows in Palm Springs, the wind just gets crazy out here. Oh, you know, stupid. we were, yeah, 50, yeah. 60 mile an hour winds, which are not abnormal so we drove it out there in 50 60 mile an hour winds and said man this thing really works um so we just brought it back did a couple other modifications to it and uh that was on a sunday you know we got on the online found an attorney wednesday the attorney was there taking pictures and taking measurements and uh quick tarp was born yeah it's crazy and for me too i remember like I said, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, that's such an ingenious idea. Like, it's such a basic idea that wasn't done. And as you're saying, right, yeah. like, I can't tell you how many times I personally have been driving to Wyoming or Montana. And that blue tarp starts doing the wave 
mm-hmm. on the back of the truck or it starts to snow or it starts to rain. And, you know, your guys' product really changed the game for me in that, in that sense too. Yeah. I think that, you know, even from, from where we started to where we're at right now, you know, I mean, I, I, I always say if we could find the, the first few people that we, we sold them to, we would definitely give them one for free because, <laughs> because the back then all we were making them from was the tarp material you get at a Harbor Freight. Or like the blue tarps yeah. or the gray tarps. Yeah. The... the blue tarps. That's what we we're making the first ones out of. We're out of the blue tarps and, you know, it's keeping our costs down. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a $5, $5 uh, blue tarp that disintegrates and it's in the sun. for Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the, and it's funny because if, if we ever found those people, we'd be like, man, you know, thanks a lot for, for getting us started because, we, you know, if, if you kind of think about it, you, you know, everybody starts off somewhere, you know, and I'm sure they're probably looking and at some point they'll see that tarp walk driving down the road going, hey, mine doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> You know, through the years we've come up, you know, just with yeah, with things to make it better. Yeah, you know, so a lot of people will look at a tarp, that tarp, uh, the quick tarp, and say, "Well, what's the big deal about that?" Yeah. And yeah. people don't realize that it goes in between the cab. Yeah, and it, it creates a, a really watertight cover that you're able to fold up and put it under your seat and and be done with it. I mean, I we yeah. I had a canister. Uh, uh, I think I paid $2,500 for a Pace roll-up cover right. on one of my trucks, you know, and on these trucks now with a five and a half foot bed, now you're at a five foot bed. Yeah. If you've got a roll-up canister. Yeah. And, you know, if you've ever had, you can't put anything that goes over the bed rails in it. Yeah. So it's, it's great. Those canisters and the hard tunnel covers are great. If you need something full-time, to keep some tools safe or something, but a quick tarp in the meantime for a temporary bed cover. And that's what yeah. a lot of people don't realize that it's designed to be a temporary yeah. truck bed cover and you use it when you need it. It's not designed for everyday use. Some people do use them every day, mm-hmm. like yourself. And yeah. we appreciate that. And, you know, like you said, they, they do wear out over time. Yeah. But yeah, we actually have a group, we have a gal that lives out here in the desert. And I get notifications from my friends all the time. They're like, here's that lady. Oh, here she is again. And you just see that her, her with her faded tarp. And she's had a tarp for going on five years now. <laughs> she's and she's still running, riding around with that tarp. And it's, it's the old camouflage tarp. And it started out green. And it's now desert camo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my green one is like a light, very, very light green. But... I've also utilized it in probably, I mean, I send you pictures all the time. You're like, never thought about oh, yeah. us- using it that way. Um, yeah. Because of the fact like we're out in the desert, right? So I put it over there to keep the dust and dirt mm-hmm. as we're motorcycle riding. But we went to go fill gas cans and I forgot a ratchet strap in the back of the truck. And I showed you, I mean, I literally pulled down the back of it yeah, and pulled them tight. And those gas cans didn't move. It added as that barrier. And it was just, I mean, the more things you can do with it, the more things you can think about it. It's really universal and also hunting when we are hauling bigger things or more things or ice chests and the higher up in our truck we get that tonneau cover is not working anymore or yeah. even your camper shell, you know, it's, it doesn't give you the flux. And for these we've, I mean, you guys also patent like a bungee thing, which I'll let you guys kind of talk about too. Oh, yeah. But with these bungees, you can loosen them and tighten them without having like a, a hook on a hook. Right. And right. so for me, it's really exciting because it's one of those deals where I can loosen the top and tighten the back to really kind of keep that stuff. But as you were saying, it, as they're waterproof and airtight, I've, I've been in the back there sleeping when it started raining on us when we were hunting and I like crawled in the back and it's pouring down rain on me. And I stick, you know, I stick my gun case up to kind of create a, a tent on it. And I'm sitting there in the back mm-hmm. of my truck completely dry with this product. And I drove around last summer, went up to uh, Yellowstone with it. And I think even on that trip, I was handing out business cards like candy. Yeah. We, people actually purchased you know, tarps from you guys, from those cards in the middle of Utah and yeah. Wyoming. And 
I think that was the trip that I had somebody, one of my friends saw you on the freeway on the five. No, that was when I was going up hunting, uh, in, yeah, I was going up to, to hunt, uh, Paso Robles. Okay. And you texted yeah. me like, what? And I was like, you're, you're really all the way out here in Paso, like <laughs> 400 miles from your house out here. And you're like, no, a friend just saw it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I get, I, you know, I, I get, I've got friends all over the U S you know, I mean, everybody's got friends, but you know, whenever <clears> one of my friends or some, somebody sees one on, they're like, dude, dude. <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't tell you how many guys. And even when I like go pick up my trailer, because I mean, I don't keep it on every single day, but if I'm going camping or I'm going fishing, I throw it on there. Cause it just keeps out of sight, out of mind. Right. Yeah. And so even if I yeah. just have my gun cases back there, it's someone's not looking back when I walk into Walmart. Um, and it's just, it just kind of that protection a little bit. Um, but guys in the parking lots are always approaching me and I was like, what, how does this connect? How does this hook? And I think, um, you guys can kind of explain that better than I can, but there's some points that you can hook it on your truck and really keep this thing tight. And if people are worried about it, scratching and denting and all the other stuff, I've been using it for two years and I don't have, I mean, there's one little spot that wore on the back because the flap came on the very back. Like my dad didn't yeah, strap yeah. it down and the little thing, but overall the bungee and the tarp itself, you, you guys have designed it to be on there and be drivable yeah. and stuff like that. So kind of explain more about like how, how it attaches to the bed, where it attaches and kind of like the bungee system that you guys, I mean, you guys patented the, yeah. the little clips. So. <clears throat> yeah. So we, we, we did a lot of, a lot of trial and error um, on this. Um, you know, our dad being a car painter um, and he was a GM certified painter. So he knows paint. And one of the biggest things when we, when we first started doing this and we started selling these was it can't scratch the paint. It can't scratch the paint. That's, that is, was his mantra all over the ta- all over town. It can't scratch the paint. I don't want it coming back. And people were yelling at us that it's ruined my paint job. He goes, <clears throat> because I think the first ones that we did, um, it scratched our paint. And we all did the huh face yeah. when we saw it. <clears throat> and we kind of, you know, that's where we came up with, you know, having like the, the little tabs and then the covers over the hooks. Um, to kind of protect everything and um, but you know for as far as like the bungees like our, our bungee keeper um, that's actually been pretty great um, and what it is it's just a little tiny uh, device that grab um, that makes your this right here um, there it actually makes your regular bungee adjustable so I'm not sure if you knew this but you can actually take your own bungee and, and cut off one end of the bungee yeah, and use us. it with yeah. yeah, and you can use it with the bungee keeper. So <clears throat> the bungee keeper is actually this, and if you actually go on online and watch the uh, podcast, you can actually see what it is. It yeah, is. it looks like a little, uh, a little like chingadera. Yeah, <laughs> a little chingadera. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, you know. And all you do, you slide it in in one end, and then you slide it uh, through the other, and it's got some little teeth that grip the. Uh, that grip the bungee, you know? So, you know, I mean, the, the natural, the natural tendency of a bungee is to stretch as you pull it. So, you know, it stretches thin between the teeth and you let it go and it just retracts um, all inside of those teeth. So, you know, there's nothing that's actually even gonna, there's nothing that's actually going to pull that, um, come out of it. <clears throat> I mean, so much so that we actually use these on our boat like the bungees with our boat. Uh, you yeah. guys, I think you guys gave us some of the white, like, mer, like Marine the ones, Marine bungees, but yeah. we still use them yeah. on our, like when we're tying stuff down in the boat. Um, my dad uses it to keep, you know, his, uh, his bimini tight and done. Cause mm-hmm. everything else would start flapping on the wind, started untying mm-hmm. all the plugs and he keep them. My dad is more of a fan of you guys than I am. And, oh, um, yeah. and I, and I am a fan of you guys, but we keep them on the boat. Even the other last summer we were at the dock and my dad forgot his strap to keep the, uh, like to tie him up to the dock, right? When we were getting people in uh-huh. and out. So he took one, made a loop, put it around it, and then took another clip and put it around his steering wheel. And he sat there with these two bungees and they couldn't pull each, you know, they couldn't pull each other apart. He went and got all the stuff, came back and just undid them. And, and I think there's the universal aspect of just those bungees themselves. But for me, I love it right. because you can get it so tight on your truck. 
And I, it's not like how many times have you had a bungee where the bungee starts to stretch out over time and becomes all loosey goosey. Yeah. This, you can still take one of those loose bungees and make it tight. Like it's just the, it's, I don't know. I, yeah, that's my favorite part of of the whole thing. Well, well, yeah. And, and the thing is, I, I think the other part of it is that we use really good quality bungees. You know, I mean, it's one of the things that, first of all, we sell a ton of the marine bungees in Florida. I don't know what they're doing with them in Florida, but we sell a ton of those. The entire things state is a coastline. So. The entire state is a coast, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's, we've yet to have anybody send us pictures or anything else with it, but I, I'm assuming they're using them somewhere. Using them somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And Florida loves them. You know, but I would I say, mean, I mean, we used them too. We were deep sea fishing and I brought one and we tied all our poles together. Yeah, as that's we were, what we use them for. As we were walking out, it was like, and it was done. Um, yeah. We also, you know, I was also using it for uh, one of the bait things was loose, and I went around the bait thing and tightened it up, and it was like, I just kept some in my tackle. I have a big tackle box, and I just threw two of yeah. them in there. And it's, again, it's that universal thing, but I've also used your tar- your, your, your guys' tarp um, when we're moving stuff, like window trailers and stuff like that. It's not even meant for it but I take the tarp that's made for my truck, put it over the windows and strap it on the side of the, the, the trailer. And it keeps, it keeps them from moving. It keeps everything tight. Um, and I think that's kind of that universal. It's not just for the back of the truck, even though that's what yeah. it's made for. Yeah. You know? We've had, we've had, we sold, well, we sold some to some, there was a guy that had a horse ranch and I don't know if you know anybody that has horses, <clears throat> But they use tarps nonstop. Yeah, there's tarps, there's tarps, overhangs for the sidewalls, and he he goes, these things are a lifesaver. And he bought like he bought I think like fifty just the bungee, the bungee keepers. He bought fifty of those. He goes, these are gonna save me. He goes, these are gonna save me for from everything. Yeah. And I reached out to him about three years ago, and he goes, I'm still using every single one of those things. He goes, I'm buying new bungees. He goes, but I'm using every single one of those things every single chance I get. I'm like, oh, that's good. But we also, you know, Amtrak also uses our bungees as well, which is kind of crazy. Um, and they don't use them on their trains. Their engineering department is using them. Really? I Yeah, I have yeah. no idea. We have no idea what they're using them for. Um, you know, and not that I don't care. I'd like to know, but <laughs> I bet you can say just keep buying them. Just keep buying them. Yeah. Keep like, buying oh, they broke. I need to buy some new. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. As you're there on Saturday yeah. night, cutting them all so that they got to continue to buy more. Yeah. And more and more. Yeah. No, we, I, I, we actually are over there. So, you know, so we, you know, we get them cut and everything. And then, you know, we, we actually have to re-singe the, the tips just so they don't fray. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, part of the, part of, you know, I think part of owning a small business is really kind of making sure that you're, you're getting, you know, the, that little, little tiny bit of extra TLC on your products as, as they go out of the door, you know, and I think that's one of our, our things that we like to do. And you guys don't just do that. You guys do a lot of stuff for like community and stuff like that up there mm-hmm. too. I mean, you guys were just, Absolutely. Um, what was, you guys just posted a post where you guys were out there doing stuff. Yeah, we uh, we were one. Of, yeah, we were we were one of one of twenty five businesses that were asked to uh, come out and do the grand groundbreaking for uh, Dolores Huerta, um, and she's a huge activist. And you know, I don't know, if, uh, and she's a, she's just a, a big activist for migrant rights, um, for for affordable um, housing, affordable housing um, for everyone, not just migrants, but for everyone. Um, and this is going to be her third, her third uh, building, I think, or her third housing project that Dedicated she's done. Her name. Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. And she was such a nice lady. She was super nice. You know, she's like, yeah, come over and take a picture next to me. Yeah, yeah right. You know, I mean, it, she was like zero pomp and circumstance. And I, and I've actually met Reverend Jesse Jackson, and it was a completely different vibe from him to her. Right. You know, he was like way up here. She's way up here, but she was way down here. Is he real reverend? Yeah. yeah. Is he real reverend? <laughs> is he real just... <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say anything because my skin color is different. If I say something, I'm going to get in trouble. So I'll just say amen and let that, amen. <laughs> let that keep rolling. Um, no, I mean, I think it, like I said, I think it's awesome. And I've enjoyed this friendship over, over this, this past three, three years is before COVID. So, 
I think COVID, yeah. it's, I, wow. I don't know, there, there's two years of COVID that we're just like, eh, whatever, right? Just gone. Um, yeah. They're magic. Those are the magic years. Yeah. The years where I, I, I look back at pictures, I'm like, what, how did my daughter's age two years in the matter of like a minute? Um, <laughs> you're like you're not my daughter yeah, like who are you get out of my house um, but not only you guys that but you guys are also um, big hunters and big fishermen also so yeah. I kind of want to yeah. talk about that like your guys' family on hunting and fishing and what kind of you know drives that I know that your dad won't even take you to his deer spots here in California because he's that boy he's that mm-hmm but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've offered to like take that. you guys to my mm-hmm. spots, but you guys won't go because you're scared, I guess, to actually well, kill, yeah. I mean, to, you're, to kill you're animals. Profes- you're a professional. I just got to drive by your shop and give you guys meat because you guys don't want to go out and pursue it. Like <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, it's a lot less expensive than hunting. Yeah. We're like, we're, we're like Oliver Twist out here. More meat, yeah. please. You got to eat your oh, pudding. You can't have your pudding back, unless you eat your meat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, but, next time you swing through, swing through. We got uh, we got some fresh bluefin for you too. Mm. Yeah, he just went fishing last week. Yeah, and uh, got his limit every day. So, yeah, good stuff there. Yeah, so I mean, kind of talk a little bit about your guys' family and hunting and fishing and kind of your guys' passion there and cooking also because I know that you guys like to cook also and you guys cook completely different than I do and I think it's kind of a fun thing to kind of see yeah. people. You know, you are these small business owners who have this really ingenious product, which I'm going to link because I believe it and I back it a hundred percent. And I'm not just saying that these guys pay me $0. Um, yeah. They just, you know, they gave me a product that I love and I'm going to go exchange it because I need a new product to love. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, we've built that friendship over, over a product. And I think when I surround myself with products and surround myself with people, it's people and products that I believe in that I'm excited to share. There's things that I get from people that I'm like, I don't, you know, this camera company sent me this, this camera for the front of my shotgun to record video and they have all these great, Oh, it shoots in 10, 1080p and 4k. And I got the quality of it. And it was like a flip phone from like 1995, you know, like <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not going to share this product. They're like, well, you know, I was like, no, it's, it's a lie. It's fake. It's false. Um, but as you guys know, I'm not blowing smoke. I, I literally use this tarp and if I'm moving anybody, I'm like tarps going on because nothing's moving. Nothing's going. Uh, we even yeah. moved some couches and the couches were all big and I used that, pulled it out. Of, I, I keep it underneath my seat in my truck and I pulled it nice. out. And we, we were like around the couch to keep it from moving. It was hanging off my truck by like 10 feet and people are just like, what? And I was like, I used that as the bumper to keep it up. And I, and I got home on the freeway. So just saying it works, but yeah. So let's talk a little bit about fishing, hunting and eating on your guys' end. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think like, well, especially like hunting and fishing. I mean, we grew up hunting and fishing, you know, before, before it was even anything out here, before there was anything out here in the desert, um, we literally had the desert right across the street from us. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, a, a lot of people fishing, you know, they come into it, you know, they're like, Oh, I want to start fishing and I go fishing. You know, we've been fishing, all our entire lives yeah. you know i can remember fishing at you know five or six years old at the salton sea when the salton when sea you could, yeah. when you could fish at the salton Back sea and they were catching tilapias the before yeah. they were dead oh they were yeah. there i was fishing at the salton sea before they put tilapia in the salton yeah. sea yeah wow so those tilapia came from the canals and they just adapted to salt water they weren't supposed to live in in, in salt water but yeah. they did so um yeah we grew up you know fishing there the local Salton Sea, Lake Cahuilla, Lake Paris, and just stuff locally around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of how our dad raised us. And we just kind of kept doing it. Um, it's enjoyable. You know, there's nothing. People ask me all the time, well, I don't get fishing. I said, the thing about fishing is this, is that. Oh, I didn't know you liked princess music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's my theme music, my theme it's song. theme song. I'm like. Come on. The oh. hills are alive <laughs> with the sound. <laughs> <laughs> but where were we at? Uh, fishing. Yeah, fishing. Fishing. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of what we do. Yeah, it's just what we do. You know, it wasn't something that was introduced to us, you know, by we came along in our teens or early 20s. Yeah. You know, I have friends now that, you know, they started fishing when they were 20 or 30. And it's like, well, yeah, but I've been fishing forever. Yeah. So it's kind of in my blood. That's what we do, you know, and hunting as well. Yeah. 
Um, it's not like, and it's funny because it's not like people are teaching us new tricks. We're like, yeah, yeah, we already knew that. That's yeah. a horrible knot. My my first <laughs> shot, my first shotgun was, you know, I'd I'd go out with the old man. He gave me a single shot, four ten, you know, and back then that's you know seven dollars for a box of four ten shells was huge. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it it's great. huge now too when it's forty seven dollars yeah. for a box of. 15, <laughs> yeah, you know it, it was shows. it was great. You know the old man gave me a shotgun to shoot, but you know he made sure I only shoot one at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My daughter's got a so, four. My my oldest has a four ten, and I just told my wife I said I'm getting her a twenty. Yeah. I know she I know she can't handle a twenty yet, but I can't afford her to shoot a four ten yeah. anymore. Because um, <laughs> it's just I mean she's out there, you know she's got a. Mossberg sent her her first shotgun and it's a you know semi-automatic 410 and she'll pull she's like look at me go she'll pull pull three shells on one bird and be behind him every single time i'm like listen she's out there like rambo wait for the dub to land and hit the ground and take your aim because you're costing daddy a lot of money she's like dad you're already done i'm like yeah i I only shot 15 of my own for 15 birds but you shot 15 and you don't have a bird yet um so i think i'm gonna get her a 20 just because it's cheaper on ammo but no i i think it's I'm like you guys where I think this, that Southern California mentality of having dads. I mean, your dad's about the same mm-hmm. age as my dad, right? Because how, yeah. how old is your yeah. pops? 71. Yeah, my dad's 69. So they're right there yeah. on the same age. That was their, you know, my dad grew up in Compton, you know, and he's this skinny, tall, white kid. And so for him, the escape from Compton was to go down the riverbed and go fish, right? Mm-hmm. And that was his release. That was his escape. And he would tell us stories of, him when he was 10 years old and his dad would get drunk on the boat and he'd drive the boat back from Catalina at 10 years old, put it up on, you know, on the trailer, drive the truck back home to Compton down the, you know, down the one one yeah, to get home and tell us these stories. And it was like, then when we become of age, where do you think we're at? We're in the same exact spot as them. I remember winning fishing competitions at the age of six um, in Catalina. We'd go and have these fishing competitions against all these kids and you're out there with all these rich kids with all this really expensive boats and all this expensive gear. And we're out there. My dad would take Velveeta cheese and roll a Velveeta <laughs> cheese ball, right? And leave them out hard on hooks. And we'd be catching the biggest fish that we can. I mean, we're catching all the, cause it's little orange balls floating down by the, by the kelp yep. patties. Next thing you know, we're coming in and we're winning all the competitions. Cause we're catching the big old, <laughs> you know, and all, the, all these other kids that have all the expensive stuff. They've got all this top water and all this low and, we're getting yeah. down to the bottom and catching a freaking grouper that's the size of, you know, or I think one of the times we caught like a cow cod and they're like, what the heck? We're like, well, we win. We got this 75 pound fish. And <laughs> so it's the same deal for me when people are like, oh man, we should go deep sea fishing and we get out there. I'm like, well, no, you, yeah, the fancy stuff's all fancy, but sometimes finding a kelp patty and working it, you know, for, mm-hmm. for a mahi or a dorado and whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah. Or, you know, we were, you know, catching a white sea bass or just trolling along the bottoms for halibut or whatever. Yeah. I think that kind of defines that Southern California culture that a yeah. lot of people don't realize as well as bird hunting. Like mm-hmm. I get, I get asked all the time from people around the country, like, well, you're from California. What do you guys hunt? And I, th- I mean, yes, we got, we, we have the deer, we have the elk, but I think if I was to say anything, Southern California is known for their bird hunting, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dove quail. Yeah. Pheasant. Dove, dove quail, pheasant, chucker. I mean, up yep. where y'all are at, chucker, you, I mean, chucker is, is what I like to say a young man's hunt because <laughs> if you've never, <laughs> now I'm not talking like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of you are like, we, we hunt chucker all the time. They plant them in fields. You walk out. Yeah, yeah. In a club. Um, yeah. No. I'm like, <laughs> you go out there. <laughs> <laughs> I took out a buddy who he is from the East coast. And I was like, yeah, we got chucker, we got quail. He's like, oh, I hunt chucker and quail all the time at the club and blah, blah, blah. I was like, mm, let's go out. And I remember after like mile five of walking the canyons for chucker, we had like three. He's like, can we go back to the truck? I'm like, no, we still got two more miles of this canyon. Like, yeah. And we remember, we, we got to break in them new boots. You yeah, for you, said, yeah. <laughs> you said you wanted to go hunt chucker. Remember you, you remember you hunt chucker all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then I take him out to shoot quail and he's like, well, where are they at? And I was like, I don't know. We got to find them. That's why I got a dog. Go. Um, look up. Yeah. Look up. Well, I don't know, man. These freaking Valley Quail and Gambles, they've been, they haven't been flying a lot. They've been running this whole last They're season. Man. They were from bush to bush. I mean, my dog, my dog grabbed one out of the bush and brought it back. I was like, counts. And I put it in my bag. 
Um, <laughs> because they didn't want to fly. And he just went in there and it was just sitting there. And I was like, he tried to jump and flush. They didn't flush. I'm like, just keep uh, it. He just grabbed it and brought it know, back. I, I think they've gotten lazy over COVID. Yeah. Well, and, and they're getting you can all get fat. those COVID quail. That's right. Well, they're also getting fat because <laughs> MWD purchased all the land and won't let anyone hunt them. So they're just sitting there. Oh, they're just sitting there. The... <laughs> Nobody can hunt them now. Just here for the seeds. Yeah, just here for right. the seeds. <laughs> but well, well, hopefully you guys will come out and try to do dove with with me this year, September first. Um, if you're oh, not, yeah, yeah, towards, absolutely. That's uh, in it, the spot. Yeah, in my spot where. Yeah. I mean, last year we had forty guys, and we were all done by seven fifteen. So now will you, will your dog, will your dog get my birds too? Yeah. When I'm done, I'm usually done in about 15 minutes and then I'll come stand next to you. <laughs> and we'll go chase him go get his birds. <laughs> He's a horrible shot. <laughs> Dude, if this, this last season though, man, we, uh, we found this, these plowed over wheat fields. I think I called you opening morning. I was like, yeah. you guys are stupid. I was like, dude, you guys are literally an hour and a half away from me. It's an hour and a half. You could have been here in an hour yeah. and a half. I even told yeah. you, like, just come now. And you had some excuse yeah. about, I don't know, you had to, you know, powder, powder your nose or work or something like that. I think I was powdering my nose at this, time. This is totally a write-off. I mean, it's a write-off <laughs> for you guys coming out there with your trucks yeah. and, you know, meeting all the Department of Fish and Wildlife guys and throw a tarp on their truck. Um, yeah. But it was one of those deals where it was a plowed over wheat field, and this guy gave us permission to hunt it, and we were the only people. It was 40 acres. And it was to the point where from the moment we were able to shoot till we were done, it was 13 minutes and I was completely done. And so then me and my dog were literally just walking from person to person getting, I'm like, just stay there. Keep shooting. We'll go get your birds. And it was, <laughs> um, so yeah, by seven, I think it was like seven twenty six. every man had had a, had had limits. Uh, so I, I fire up, yeah, the Traeger. I, nice. I fire up the Traeger on the back of my truck and we eat, you know, breakfast burritos with, Havelina chorizo and eggs and beans and um so it's fun and I think that's yeah. that's kind of that Southern California culture is anybody's welcome and I know that a lot of yeah. people are I mean same thing with fishing it's like hey we're going fishing I'm not going to tell you my spot but you can come with me you know and that's <laughs> right. kind of and that's kind of that mentality people are like oh people in California are so mean I'm like no because you want to know where we're going yeah I'm not going to tell you yeah. where we're going we're just going we're just we're going. hey jump in my truck let's go I'll blindfold you if I have to but. I think I even sent I even sent you guys some pens. You guys went out there for deer season, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you guys get on some quail and stuff and some of those pens that I was sending or Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish some we quail. Yeah, I wish yeah. we would have got it. I wish we would have got a deer this year. I, re, I mean, this, if we would have had a buck, that would have been amazing. Um but you know, I'm not sure did we tell you the story on when we went out there? Um, oh, the guy with the that was Baiting him? He was, yeah. No, he, 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 he was baiting after we got he up there. He was baiting after we got there. And we got there. We went out. It was 3 o'clock, 2.30 in the morning. We yeah. were ready. We were so ready. Um, and we stayed out till about 7, um, you know, and nothing. You know, and as we're coming, as we're coming out, all, all we see is just bunches of dates and just like – this isn't fair, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the I guess it's probably the farmer or whatever it was. You know, after we'd hiked up to these spots, you know, we're like, yeah, we're ready. We we you had know, the just spots. We you know, spots. we're just scoping it out. Like, okay, they're coming sooner or later. And I mean, yeah, here's this guy down there with buckets just dumping dates out. I'm like, what? No. Ah, done. Yeah, well, but but you know, I mean, spoiled in 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 the. Uh, in the goodness of our heart, you know, we snitched on him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get any, I wasn't, I was not looking to not get stitches that day, but, um, <laughs> but we saw a ranger and, uh, actually our dad knows one of the rangers out that way. And he called, he's like, Hey, you know, just to let you know, we were in this spot and the guy was, was baiting, and, you know, who knows it, you know, who knows if anything ever came of it, but. Well, it's funny because you, know? you guys had told me that, and then I was, I think I was duck hunting up in that same area. Cause where we're talking about, it's like our Mecca, right? We've got yeah. like people that are listening. Mm-hmm. We've got deer, we've got quail, <clears throat> we've got chucker, we've got pheasant. We have um, dove. dove, every duck you can think of. Plus yeah. fishing is phenomenal with striper, smallmouth, mm-hmm. channel cats, um, flatheads. It's just this yeah. beautiful Mecca on the Colorado river. 
And I've been going there since I was six years old. You guys have been going there probably longer because I think, you know, one of you guys is probably in like your 70s almost. But um, the younger <laughs> brother, so what does that put you at? Uh, He's at 103. <laughs> but no, so I was talking to Matt, who's the head of Fish and Game for Blythe. And we were sitting there and I was telling him the story. He's like, dude, I remember that he, they went and busted this guy because in dove season, that same guy was putting corn and um, Milo out in those fields to get the dove to come into his fields to shoot. Uh, Which again, it's illegal to bait migratory birds. And to, yeah, to all that's sneaky. So they already had that guy. And so he, we were talking all about that whole concept it was funny because in the middle of us talking, he got another phone call where there was someone down in Blythe area um, off of like uh, 6th Ave going towards like McIntyre and that kind of stuff, going mm-hmm. going, going towards the preserve. And they had an alfalfa field and they were pouring corn under the alfalfa. So the alfalfa grew so you couldn't see it. And so they were trying to figure out why so many dove are going in this alfalfa field. And so they walked out and found just handfuls of corn in Milo and mm. these alfalfa fields. And it's just, it's mind blowing that people want, want an animal that bad that they're going to break the law yeah. for, for something. And it's just, yeah. it's insane. So, but just so you guys know, I did put in for that zone this year. Um, so I, D 19, uh, D 14. You want to tell the whole planet? Sorry. Yeah. Well, I guess D 73. <laughs> uh, well, D 14 does run from like, Salton Sea to Mexico to Arizona to like the Candy Mountains. It, yeah. It is yeah. the whole desert zone. Um but I have some pinpoints that I that I saw a ton of deer at and I went and I saw more deer just last month growing antlers and I was like, mm, okay, I'm gonna put in put in that zone. So yeah. um it will come down to it. I'm gonna leave my trailer there. So if you guys want to ever use it, just pull in, grab the trailer, put Absolutely. it in the camp, campsite and you don't got to pay for a hotel. You guys can just stay down there because I'm, I'm driving my trailer down there first of July and it's going to stay there until the end of November um, Nice, because it's cheaper for me to store it out there. And I have a permanent mm-hmm. hunting place that I can pull it oh, out, okay, stay, nice. stay, yeah. stay in the campground for 30 bucks a night versus a hotel. And yeah. there's a Traeger inside the trailer. Just pull it out when you, when you park mm-hmm. and, and cook on it. So, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's awesome. And I think uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on and talking about it. So kind of tell people where they can find quick tarp, where they can find out more information. Uh, and then I'll also have it down in the show notes. So when they click on the podcast, they can click on it, but kind of just explain it. So people are listening, they can know where to find y'all. Um, well, you can find us on quicktarp.com. Now it's spelled differently. Um, so go ahead and spell it out for people. So they can Q W W I K T A R P kind of like quick trip, but quick tarp. Yeah. And it's all one word. But I mean, you can find us on on pretty much every platform out there right now. Um, we we sell on Amazon. We sell um, off our website specific, um, which is quicktarp.com. Yeah, quick which is um, We also we're also on uh, Walmart Ma- Walmart Marketplace. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I think you texted me that yeah. last month that you guys were yeah doing that. Yeah, so. we're on Mar- Walmart Marketplace. Which, if you want, there. The, uh, they are cheaper on Walmart because we had to make sure that they were uh, a little bit less than our, ours to be on there. So if they wanted to purchase on walmart.com, they can do that as well. And then it's for, now I know that's custom sizes, but when we say custom sizes, it's fit to your guys' truck bed. So if you have, a, if you have a, you know, if you have a 5.6 to a 5.7, it's going to be a certain size. It's going to be the same right. size. Right. Right. A seven right. foot and eight foot. That's what it's going to be. So. Yeah. Yeah. Don't and right like, now, yeah. It, and yeah. right now we have we have uh 11 different truck bed sizes. So within and th- that stems all the way back to 2005. I think you guys added the Jeep one too, right? So now you got yeah. the, the Gladiator. The yeah, we yeah. added added the Gladiator. Um we also have I think we have one for actually we have two of the older versions that go back down to 99. Wow. Um which is the old Tundra um, and then, F-250. and then the older F two fifties, F three fifties, um, those guys, you know, I mean, we, we, it, it, it's not easy trying to find those older trucks, you know, <laughs> and like, it's not easy, but you know what, when we find them, you know, when we, when we find somebody that's willing to let us make a pattern, you know, and borrow their truck for a couple of days and, you know, knock it out, we, they get, they walk away with a free tarp, yeah. you know, 
So, and if you're ever in Palm Springs and you come, want to come by, stop by. Yeah. Uh, we're here Monday through Friday. We're always seven, here. seven to three. They have a bathroom, so you can use we a bathroom. Have a bathroom. <laughs> we have a bathroom. All the a water, <laughs> all the water you can drink. Cold water, too. All cold water. Nice uh, Alhambra water. Mm. Um, Don't worry, it's non filtered. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. and we'll go ahead and I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw, we, I've got a discount code, especially for, from field to plate. So we're going to throw that in the show notes also. So you can go ahead and get a percentage off of that. If you don't want to go to walmart.com yeah. and you want to go to their website, yeah. it's going to probably Absolutely. be about the same, probably come out to be about the same price. Yeah. Um, actually, I think you, I think they get more off on your, on your, uh, your discount code. Perfect. So we'll make sure we throw that down there too. I know people have used yeah. it. I don't get anything out of it except for a lifelong friendship. So yeah. use that code, uh, abuse that code, share that code, get that code out yeah. there so people can get some discounts and get a cool yeah. product that really, like I said, it revolutionized uh, my hunting so much so that I have friends that are guides that they are buying them to put on their guide trucks. Um, yeah. And I yeah. know too, you can talk to these guys and they can put your logo, they can stitch anything that you want into it. Um, so if you needed something special, they can, they can really kind of put that in there and detail that up. It's going to cost a little more, but, um, these brothers really are going to help you out and, and really make it, make it better for you. So again, thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it. I know I got to get down there. Uh, Absolutely. If if all else, I'll make the the trip down there when I head down to go to the river. Um, Please, please do. We've got it. We've got, we've got all new stuff for you. I can't wait. And plus, like I said, the boat is there. So if you guys are ready to come down during the 4th of July, put on your Speedos and go uh, do some tubing. You know I've got a Speedo. I've seen it. Yeah. With a little Mexican flag <laughs> on your butt. It says La Cucaracha on the front. So um, so when I put my Speedo on, it looks like a wrestling mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weight loss is, uh, is, is not with us because we like to eat. So when we put our Speedo on, exactly. you can't see the Speedo it. over our belly flap. Um, but anyway, well, you guys can go check these guys out at quicktarp.com or find them all over this, this place on quicktarp. Uh, I know they're on Instagram and, uh, Mike's pretty good at throwing up some cool videos and posts on there. Um, if you want to go to mine, you can see beautiful pictures of my Dodge out in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming with one of these tarps on there. Cause I use it and I abuse it. Um, anything else you guys got to say before we get out of here? No shop small. We, you know, I think that everything that we, we do is, you know, we've got a small American business. You know, our stuff here is made in the USA. Couldn't be more proud of that, prouder than that. I agree. And like I said, I support you guys and just know that I'll continue to support you guys day in and day out with, with an amazing products. So thank you. Well, we appreciate it. No problem. Until next time, guys, go ahead and tune in, look down the show notes. You'll be able to find where to find these guys out. And uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Jones brothers out. Out. <laughs>